It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Thursday. Great to be with you. I'm your host, James Rapine. A lot to get to. On Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals. Dave Lapham coming up in just a few minutes here. He was on. You're going to hear from him. I have cuts of Dave Lapham. Didn't want to bother him. I'm going to bother him during training camp. And by the way, with training camp just five weeks away, this is the spot. I'm going to be at training camp. I'm going to be bringing you audio, video, interviews, um, stories every single day. I'm going to be at training camp, and I want you to uh, be along for the journey. So if you know a Bengals fan, if you know fans that aren't aware of the Locked on Bengals podcast, let them know about us because I want to keep growing this thing. And I know I've been out. Now I'm, I'm like back. I'm motivated. I'm ready. It's like... Let's go. Let's get it good. And so, uh, yeah, there's my, that's my hype voice. I'm looking for a hype man, by the way. If you want to be my hype man, sh- uh, you can tweet me at James Arpine, at Locked on Bengals. As always, you can subscribe, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, the iHeartRadio app. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find the Locked on Bengals podcast, including at LockedOnBengals.com. And I want to start with Dave Lapham. And Dave Lapham was on 700 WLW with Lance McAllister. And a lot of this, uh, to me, stood out. And the first thing is that there's been a lot of offseason excitement for the new offense. And Lance McAllister asked Lap if that excitement had carried over from the offseason into OTAs and into uh, minicamp. Here's what Lap had to say. I think the biggest thing, obviously, is going to be how the offensive line plays. It's you know Frank Pollock has been uh, an interesting guy to watch. I mean, he he hard coaches them, boy. And as soon as he hits that uh, you know that practice field, he's coaching every second until they leave the practice field. They're getting a ton of reps, and he is uh, there's no more dead grass. And there's not offensive linemen standing around killing grass. They are they are moving, hustling. Uh, everybody's involved, and everybody's getting an opportunity. And I think it's going to fit, you know, if you've got what Bill Lazor wants to do, up-tempo, get the ball out of Andy Dalton's hand quickly, you have to have an offensive line that can play up-tempo and the, the conditioning part of it that goes, goes with that. So um, I, I think I like what I see there uh, with what Bill's doing. And I think the guys have been um, uh, invigorated by the new terminology, something else to learn. Uh, I, I think some of the concepts that Bill's going to carry over but it's going to look new, it's going to look different, and hopefully better, and I think it will. That's Dave Lapham. He was on 700 WLW with Lance McAllister. And the, the offensive line, obviously it's a huge question mark. Talked about it yesterday, the importance of Billy Price being cleared. Uh, today, uh, the biggest concern, I think, if Price is cleared, is what they do at right tackle. And if if right tackle, to me, I would have tried to sign someone because I don't think Bobby Hart's the guy I'm worried about Jake Fisher. I mean, heck, he didn't really participate in OTAs much. Will he, and he is cleared, will he be good all of a sudden? He's passed that heart condition. He's passed the heart issue. But will he be a good offensive lineman, a competent offensive lineman? And Cedric Abwehi, I'm not sure there's really any hope for him. The Bengals putting a lot of eggs in one basket, the Frank Pollock basket. Here's Dave Lapham on the offensive line. 
and then he transitions into the right tackle spot. Well, it's interesting. Fisher Fisher's been nicked up, so he, he's he's been you know, sporadic in his uh, in his opportunity to you know to get snaps out there. Cedric Away has gotten a ton of snaps at the right tackle position, and I think you know to me, Lance, that I've, I've followed that the most. I, yeah. I've been over watching the offensive line and Frank Pollock. Uh, doing his drills in, in, when they're in individual period, and then watching the offensive line, you know, work as a, in the team part of it. And you know, Bobby Hart looks like he belongs. Cedric Obwehi, I think, is going to be a much different football player with the techniques and the aggressive uh, posture and, and the techniques that that Frank Pollock uh, coaches. I think Cedric's, you know, rising to the occasion and and um, liking that, liking the transition. Uh, so it, it's yeah, it's wide open. I, I think. I think the young guards, I think Redmond and Westerman are are playing really well. Mm. I think that, you know, Frank Pollock's techniques fit them to a to a T. It's like, you know, the glove fit in the hand. Uh they've looked really, really good to me out on the out on the uh field as well. And it really is like we've talked about it before. In every sports endeavor it starts with your feet and ends with your hands, yep. no matter what you're doing. And Frank Pollock's all about the proper footwork and then hand placement and finishing with your hands and he he does a lot of uh, outstanding drills. They are they're attacking. They're punching. You know they're not they're not giving ground. They're not catching. It is it's entirely different. I think Andy Pockets Andy Dalton's pocket is going to look very different. Mm. He's going to have time as well as space to see the football field. And it's funny, Lance, watching the the uh, the offense run the football even in the uh, mini camp against the defense with Vontez Burfitt and Geno Atkins. Over the past few years, they've been stoned. They haven't been able to do anything. Now, with the, with the new aggression, I mean, they're, they're creasing them a few times. Let's get one more from Dave Lapham here. You'll hear from more, uh, more on Lap uh, later in the podcast. But this, this I like. Here's Dave Lapham on the new and improved John Ross. I really have. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that he's responding to Bobby McNell, who's a great guy for, for building confidence in players. And, you know, I, I'm hoping, like we talked about, Lance, that we see – uh, the same book that was written for William Jackson. Yep. You know, his body betrayed him as a rookie and tore that peck and missed that whole year and played great the second year. John Ross's body and a few body parts betrayed him. And, you know, 15 snaps is all he got. So, you know, hopefully hopefully he has the same kind of resurrection and uh, rising from the ashes that, that, that Jackson had. And Watching him, you can see why he, he's not as consistent as you want right yet. But there'll be practice where, like, uh, that's why this kid was drafted ninth. I mean, look at the speed. Look at how he can uh, transition out of the speed and, and uh, not only accelerate, but decelerate and cut underneath people and run routes. You'll see it, and then you'll see, ah, boy, he didn't catch the ball as well today as, I, as he did the day before. But, you know, and you compare it to A.J. Green. Well, that's tough because A.J. Green probably does it better than anybody in the league, not just the Bengals. Sure. But, but I, do think, I do think John Ross is going to have an impact. All of that sounds good to me. I mean, f- from the sound of that, look, Ross looks better than he did at any point last year, substantially better. The offensive line looks better with the new aggression. Uh, to me, I- I'll see it and I'll believe it when I see it with the offensive line. With Ross, and you might be in the uh, let me see it before I believe it with Ross. I'm not because I know he can do it. I watched him. <laughs> like I, I didn't just buy into John Ross because he's this little quick guy who ran a four two two. I watched him in Washington. I expect that. 
Like, I, I expect it. That's why I went out on that island. I went out on the uh, John Ross is going to be good island, planted my flag there on before the draft and said this is who the Bengals should take because good. Yeah, of course, health matters. Health matters for every player. But I expect it. I expect him to be good. You know, like, I expect him to, to be a game changer. I expect him to beat William Jackson the third at times. I do because he's good enough to do that. Like, he, he was never just a, a single deep ball guy that only ran streak routes. Like, that's not him. Only run go routes. No, no, no. John Ross, he's legit. And uh, I hope he gets the show it this year. Because if not, I, I just, I would hate for him not to be able to, after he's put in all the work and it's apparent and it's clear. And I saw him in OTAs and I posted video at James Erpine on Twitter. For him to not be able to take that and use it and show it on the field. I would hate for that not to happen, so hopefully it does for Ross. We'll hear Dave Lapham on Terrell Austin and also the team's attitude. He noticed a change in the team's attitude during minicamp. We'll get to that next on the Locked On Bengals podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. One of the big things that the Bengals were looking to do this offseason is get more turnovers. Force more turnovers on defense. And I think that that's really the only chink in their armor. Defensively? Everyone's pretty much back. You know, the defensive line is probably better than ever. I know um, third-round pick Sam Hubbard is getting rave reviews from Marvin Lewis and, and, and the Bengals, and I think he's going to be able to contribute right away. Obviously, Carlos Dunlap is motivated contract year. Geno Atkins, same thing. Vontez, perfect out for four games. But overall, if you had to pick one thing for the Bengals' defense to be better at, it's forcing turnovers. It's getting the ball, getting a, a short field to an offense that struggled at times last year, struggled for the majority of last season. And here's Dave Lapham. He was on with Lance, um, and this entire thing is at ESPN1530.com. But Lance asked Dave if Terrell Austin's message of creating turnovers has been evident. Absolutely, big time. You know, um, you kind of get what you coach, yep. and if you're okay with deflecting passes, that's what you're going to get. But his mindset is, if you get your hand on it, get two hands on it, pick it off. You know, get, get possession of the football. And in his mind, and in everybody else's mind, history has shown it, the better defenses in terms of turnover ratio and turnovers generated, usually are playoff teams. And last year, the Bengals' offense led the league in three and outs. So the Bengals, unfortunately, have defenses out there a ton, a lot of possessions, too many possessions. But they only had 14 takeaways mm. in all those possessions. The only team that had fewer is the Cleveland Browns. So, you know, it's a huge point of emphasis. And not only interceptions, every time there's an incompletion, the defensive backs and linebackers run to the football like it's a fumble. So his simulation is, all right, there was a play on the football. Let's practice the fact that maybe it was a catch and separation from the ball, or there's a pile and the ball's rolling around on the ground. It used to run to the ball and pick it up. And they are doing that on every incompletion 
during the practice sessions and the team drills. So it's impressive to watch them. Everybody's running to the football. When you run to the football with a purpose like that, usually good things are going to happen. I'm glad. And I think maybe the, the addition of Terrell Austin, it'll be a new message. It'll be a new way of thinking. And maybe it's that extra boost they need. When you get a new boss, what do you do? It's gut check time. You want to perform for him. You want to show him or her, hey, I'm your dude or I'm your woman. I'm your guy. I'm your lady. Right? And so we'll see. But that means George Iloka. That means Sean Williams. That means, obviously, the young kids like Jesse Bates. But that means even like a William Jackson. He wants to show, hey, I'm that dude who can just be on an island against the top receiver, and I'm going to get interceptions, and I'm going to be that guy. Drake Kirkpatrick struggled last year. Now he's got to reprove himself. That equity he had built up with Paul Gunther, that equity he had built up with secondary coach Kevin Coyle, out the window. Got to reprove it. And that's what I like there. And that might have been part of the reason why there's an attitude change in camp. Here's Dave Lapham on the, the change that he noticed in minicamp. This football team, in my mind, in a lot of position groups, got too comfortable. Mm. And they got complacent. And now, with this five new coaches, five new position coaches that bring energy, enthusiasm, excitement, some youth, they're not as comfortable particularly the offensive line. Nobody's comfortable in that room. They're all on the edge of their seats. Frank Pollock is all over them. It's culture shock. And, and there's nothing wrong with being a little bit uncomfortable. If you're too comfortable, you know, then competition is not breeding excellence. You want to be uncomfortable. You want to be like, man, I better step it up and I won't be keeping my job. You know what? It doesn't matter what I did last year. Frank Pollock wasn't my line coach. Bob Bicknell wasn't my receiver coach. It's almost like you with the new franchise. I mean, you're starting over. You're starting. He doesn't care if you were four-year starter. You're starting over with him, and you know he's teaching different techniques. And uh, he, you know, his philosophy is the players will dictate who's going to start, who's going to get uh, percentage of snaps. He's not going to be, be the guy. The players will tell him by what they're doing uh, who's going to play. And, and I'm telling you, the competition is back. The complacency is gone. It's not comfortable. It's uncomfortable in a good way, and it's got to be uncomfortable in a good way. It sounds good to me. Look, it's being uncomfortable. Gets you get the most out of yourself when you're uncomfortable, when you're pushing, when you're putting in the extra time, when you're doing all the extra work. That's why I had such praise for Billy Price yesterday. To be honest, he doesn't have. He's the first round draft pick. He could go on vacation. He could go back home for a bit. He could do take some time to himself, and I wouldn't blame him. And instead, he's breaking his back, doing whatever he needs to do. I not breaking his back. He's busting his tail to make sure he's good to go for training camp. Not overworking, but I, and I don't think he's overworking, but I think he's working to get to where he feels comfortable mentally and physically to for his first NFL training camp and to start for the Bengals. And that's what I want to see. That's what I love to see. I think that's what you love to see as a fan as well. I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening today on the Locked On Bengals podcast. We'll be back at it. The plan is Monday. Might squeak in a podcast tomorrow. Plan is Monday, though. And if that's the case, well, then we're rock solid through training camp. We're going to do it every single day, Monday through Friday. I'm pretty sure that's the case. I'll be doing a little traveling tomorrow. That's why I say that. But uh, if I can make it work, I will certainly have a podcast for you. I certainly have some plans, some topics to get to after the, the time off. Thanks to everyone who congratulated me. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Back at it. Worst case, Monday. Have a great weekend if that's the case. 
I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals Podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.